Once again, welcome to Indie Archfiends episode 10. I am your host, Terrence Davis, and I am once again have the privilege to be in the presence of my newest co-host. Uh, Berto Campos. And uh, so this one is another one where we're just prefacing some conversation before I shoot up some shoot out some interviews. Not shoot up. These interviews aren't drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh once again, this is super late, but once again, they are, you know, very worth listening to. There's some knowledge that is, you know, beyond the current meta of that season uh, during, you know, Gen Con and stuff like that. Uh, I have some interviews with Kageyama, which uh, I hyped up. So I was like, I kind of felt bad when I didn't get it out right away. Um, we also got some, uh, you know, big names such as uh, Cody Snodgrass and Chris Neal and then, you know, a couple more interviews from there in tandem with the previous episode where I talked with Greg Cole. Um, so, I mean, Kageyama, what do you, like, well, wow. Side note, um, I just was checking out his Twitter and uh, he had, like, posted pictures, I think, of being, like, an Italian tournament or something like that. Like, He's uh, everywhere. Uh, but it was so funny. Uh, he had a Indianapolis Indians T-shirt on. And, oh, yeah. And, that, like, just, like, being, <laughs> in, like, from India or whatever, I thought that was, like, the the coolest thing or whatnot. Just because, right. like, it's just a small AAA baseball team from our city or whatnot. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, and it's cool seeing him rock that stuff. It was so cool just, like, seeing him at Gen Con, too, because that was really – I'd been playing for, like, two weeks. Yeah. And seeing, like, the person that created the game and, like, at this big tournament, like, supporting it and, like, seeing what was going on, doing self-judging or, like, judging for the tournament. Like, yeah. that was really cool and, like, really cool to see that passion. Exactly. Uh, now with some of these interviews, once again, uh, just a reminder that this was all recorded at a convention. So the audio quality is not the best. I don't have the best recorder, uh, but I am looking to get an upgraded recorder by the time I get more in the field interviews. Uh, but these are all in the field interviews. Everybody enjoyed them last time when I did them at the Crystal Cup. Uh, did you take a listen to those? Yeah, no, I did. Um, because, um, once I started getting into the, into the game and knew about the Arch Fiends, I started checking out, like, the Spotify. Yeah. And whatnot. Because I was just, like, again, like, just trying to gobble up anything yeah. uh, that I could about the game to, to learn because I was enjoying it so much. Um, and, yeah, no, those interviews, I didn't know who any of these people were or anything like that. But, like, it was awesome. I was like, oh, I want to play this game more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I did the same when I got into it. Um, the very first person I listened to uh i i saw a video uh from josepher and then after that uh i was driving for amazon at the time so i spent a lot of time in a van a lot of time and uh i realized that there there was podcasts and i was like i've never checked out podcasting but i've seen it in the uh uh in the facebook communities and i'm like oh let me check out rva returners and then i checked them out and i'm like these guys are amazing and then i checked out you know crystal tower a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. and um yeah, that's that's pretty much how everybody gets started. And that's kind of how I want it to, you know, throw our ideas in the mix, throw our voice into the mix. Because I feel like there can never be enough content. Like, I eat up what little there is. Yeah. That once I'm done, I'm like, I want more. And there's no more. Yeah, no. Um, and, and something I love about it, too, is, like, um, it reminds me, like, I, I played Melee competitively for, for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and how grassroots the Final Fantasy TCG community is. Like, I love it. It, like, oh, reminds yeah. me of that. And, like, just everyone is so passionate about the game and, like, wants everyone to have, like, a great time and, like, is creating content around it to, you know, show that passion for the game. And I just, I love that. 
I eat up the energy. I really do. Yeah. It's great. And so with that being said, here are I'm, – and I'm just going to play them all in uh, sequence and then that will be the end of the episode. Uh, just like the previous one where it was just Greg Cole. We opened up and then played the interview, close it out. And so, uh, yeah, with that being said, here are the interviews. Hello, I am Terrence with Indie Archfiends, and I am joined by the chief producer of Hobby Games, Mr. Kagiyama, and his interpreter. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Amy. Fantastic. And so we're just going to jump right into the interview. Um, so one big question I want to know, and we'll start off easy, is during development of this game, what has been your favorite element to work the element is a fire. <laughs> so sometimes fire uh, people set. Yeah. I think as the element has a possibility. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So I love it. Nice. I, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of fire. I have a mono fire deck. Oh, yeah. I love mono fire. So oh, that's, that's awesome to hear. <laughs> um, so my next question that I have here is um, we're in our second year of competitive season here in North America. And as the community is still showing signs of growth, what are some plans that you have to nurture the community here in North America? Yes. Uh, so, you, as you know, uh, we uh, we organized the Crystal Cup as, um, as a you know, like a this tournament. Yeah. But, so this is um, not enough. Uh, so I think um, the casual tournament, casual big tournament like a Final Festa or yeah. and uh, competing tournament. So we want to grow both of them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And especially uh, Final Festa is a very special uh, event. So next year, of course, we will do it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, the event that we're at is Gen Con in Indiana, Indianapolis, here in the United States. Um, so my next question is, uh, being the chief producer of Hobby Japan you know, Development Division, what other games have you worked on besides Final Fantasy TCG? Uh, not only TCG, I created the board game. Uh, okay. This is, uh, uh, the, in Japanese, uh, famous novel, uh, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no, it's okay. While we look that, we'll look up what the that board game. Is that Okay. We don't have the English name for that, I'm sorry. No, it's not a problem. So there is another board game that you work on. That's awesome. That's a game I produced and I created, but uh, so now I only have TCZ. Okay. And how many years have you been uh, the chief producer of development? Uh, 10 years. 10 years. That's awesome. Um, and then for a follow-up question for that was, uh, what was the inspiration to the... Uh, Final Fantasy TCG. Uh, <laughs> I know it's like could be it's a big open-ended question. So basically, uh, I love Final Fantasy series. So this is uh, my uh, original inspiration. Yeah. But, um, I do. I did a mini card game and mini board game uh, like. Uh, Dominion yep. to Magic Gathering and yep. so much card game. So yeah, you are one of the pros in Magic the Gathering. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have, yeah. So I, I got many inspiration over all the games and not yeah. only card game, but also video game or board game or anything. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, that's fantastic. And so um, I did. I was able to find your very first Final Fantasy, and that was Final Fantasy II. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite Final Fantasy? Six. Six? Yes. Thank you, Homer. High five. Yeah. Here. I love six. I, I love six. It's, it's such a great game. Sounds good. Yeah. Yes. Um, so another question I have here is when first creating Final Fantasy TCG, what was one of the biggest challenges that you and your team faced? So, localization translation is very, very difficult. Yeah. So, sometimes uh, the card, uh, like a knight in English and parody. Uh, but, <laughs> so, very difficult things. But now, uh, we have uh, good stuff. So, we can uh, a little bit smooth the old. Yes, yeah. Um, I, do, I do know one of the biggest, like, uh, translation um, uh, issues was with Death Machine. Um, but you guys could have ah, yes, 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 definitely, yes. and I, I see that ahead of time for Opus 9, you did a lot of the erratas um, before the set came out, and that was super awesome, and everybody appreciated that. Um, so, uh, one question would be is, do you have any advice on how newer players could not feel intimidated by the game when it comes to uh, facing larger, uh, more experienced players with larger collections? This is very difficult question <laughs> for me. Uh, no, 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 no problem. Uh, so, uh, important thing uh, is uh, find a community. So, um, and the veteran player should uh, be kind for so beginner players. Absolutely. And the top is uh, okay, practice. Uh, so every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I, I will say that that is one of the enduring things that kept me in the community is. Everybody is so nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, yeah. and uh, it's the best gaming community that I've been in. I love it. So does everyone else. Um, so here's a question that we have from uh, some, someone on my team here, and that is, um, as you have seen competitive play from around the world, have you noticed any particular play styles, for example, uh, what regions have played more aggressive, or do they have a particular element that they like when it comes to the North American scene, Japan scene, uh, in the UK, and uh, uh, Oceania, right? But uh, first thing, uh, so some uh, thinking and uh, strategy. But now, uh, so basically, uh, we same thing that because the internet yeah. is <laughs> uh, once uh, all the year uh, when the place was gathering, so we didn't have enough information. So very uh, exclusive uh, strategy. But yeah. now, I think it's the same thing, yeah. It's the okay. same strategy, yeah. 
there, there's one big thing I particularly noticed, and you do see a lot of play, but we see a lot of very interesting decks coming out of Japan. Uh, one big thing that uh, another podcaster has highlighted was um, see a lot of decks that run a lot of one-ofs instead of like a two or three, and I guess that maybe that opens up a toolbox, um, but I think that is very interesting. And so... Um, Wrap it up. I want to say, I know last time you had an interview and someone asked you your favorite card, it was Emperor. Yep. Has it changed or is it still Emperor? No, still Emperor. Still Emperor? <laughs> yeah, I like Emperor. When I can't figure out what to put in, I'll just throw an Emperor because it'll throw people off, especially because a lot of people now with the current meta, yeah. they expect uh, Yuri or they expect yeah. Veritas the Dark. And I'm like, nope, it's Emperor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. exactly. So, um... Do you have uh, any advice, anything you want to say to my viewers, anybody who's listening? Um, okay, uh, thank you for playing and driving FFTCZ. And I hope to uh, meet you and play with you and for gathering. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, when are when is gathering today? Uh, day after, uh, day before yesterday, I did oh, it. But yeah. uh, I... I don't know. I have a time or not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely understandable. It's a very busy day with uh, day two of instructing, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so that wraps up my interview with Mr. Kagiyama. Thank you so very much for very taking much. the time to speak with me. Um, and everybody's going to really appreciate listening to this. And uh, this has been great. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. And thank you for, you know, making the game and this community returns in kind by being very generous. And, <laughs> thank you so uh, much. We're, we're all here and a good time so thank you so very thank much, much. i'm cash with indy archfiends and today i am joined by dakota snodgrass and we are at gym con in indiana indianapolis right now and uh right uh are you competing in the seal tournament today yeah i'm currently two and one okay. uh just ended round three so fantastic um uh what's important though and why i wanted to get you on this interview is yesterday for Worlds. First of all, how does that feel? Uh, it feels great. You're part uh, of the big team. Yeah, it feels awesome. Um, definitely like a dream come true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really stoked to be on the team. Has it, has it like set in how much work you uh, have to look forward to? And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's still a little bit surreal though, like seeing like the trophy and stuff like that. It's just, it's just crazy. Nice. It's just been, had a good day of cards, so. Do you have it like displayed anywhere, or, or are you going to display it? Oh, anywhere, it will be on display for sure. Uh, yeah. Currently, it's just still in the bag in the box. Uh, okay. but, but yeah, once I get home, I'm gonna go on like the, the trophy mantle. So nice. So it's not your first. And uh, it'll be your last. I, uh, yeah, I had a uh, one Crystal Cup trophy from last year. I came in third, and then one LQ trophy from last awesome. year. So. And then speaking of sort of your uh, competitive. Uh, experience, let's go with, right? Um, what else have you won? What have you played? Uh, those are my only two other major tops outside of this. Yep. Um, I played I played top 32 in the Tampa Crystal Cup this year and Kansas this year. I unfortunately, got eliminated. Yeah, not very good at draft. Uh, <laughs> so, it happens. It's but. okay, I admit, when it comes to anything not constructed, which I'm just okay at, but when it comes to limited, I'm at the moment I'm trash, but I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely takes a lot of skill uh, and a lot of luck too to get some good pulls and stuff like that. That's very true. Um, yeah. So, uh, 
Where are you coming from, by the way? I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, all right. So how, how far of a trip was that to get here? It was a four-hour trip. All right. Pretty all right. easy drive. It wasn't no big deal. Yeah. I came last year to Gen Con. I uh, didn't do so hot in either of the tournaments, but I uh, had a really good time. So Seems like you made up for it today. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, so... What, what did you play yesterday that you won with, by the way? I, I, I was doing a really terrible job in keeping up with anything that happened. I played um, Mono Ice, uh, heavy on the Final Fantasy VI package, um, three of the new Azure Dragons, Azure Dragons, sorry. And I heard those things do work. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a huge, mostly for the EX first, uh, but if it starts swinging, you really take control of the game because you're basically drawing three cards a time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just hoping this part could be here. Time that loudspeaker comes on. <laughs> All right, so uh, in playing, what, what's your favorite I, I, I element like to play, or like what's your favorite combination of elements? Now I know usually it's like going for kind of like go for what's meta and whatnot, but just the personal favorite to play for fun. What, what is your favorite? My favorite is ice. Mono okay, ice. and that was it, ice from the get go, or did you do some trial and error for other elements and then land on ice? Well, in Opus One and Two, and a little bit of Three, I played Golbez. Okay. Saw forwards and a little bit of backup sometimes. Uh, after that, I went to Wind Water, way back in Wind. Uh, I still always have a Wind Water deck with me. Uh, we tried Ice in Opus 3 and before. It wasn't good enough to compete with the meta. Yeah. Uh, Opus 4 is when that changed uh, with the six package coming in. And I pretty much just been playing Ice and then Wind Water ever since. I dig it. That's awesome. And uh, going into yesterday, we really expected the heavy wind water meta. Um, a lot of people think that's the best deck. Yeah, I uh, went undefeated against every matchup I played against it. So that's wonderful. And yeah. we've said it in previous com- uh, podcasts. Me and uh, uh, my co-host Eric, uh, we've said it lots of times that just because there is a meta, uh, that doesn't mean you should try. You shouldn't try to play other things that'll beat it because there will always be something that can beat it. Yeah, and just I, be willing to explore and find that out. And I think people jumped the gun. We saw like one win water list do well. Yeah, everybody it was like copied and pasted that. Yeah, they either did well, and then you got people making the mirror match and trying to figure out what cards beat the mirror. Yep, but they're not expanding on. There's plenty of other great cards coming out. That was nine. Absolutely, like, EQ Mill has been around for eight sets. People are just just now using it. But I've been milling people out win water for. Literal years, like, like nice. the last two years. So you've been playing since Opus One. Yeah, since the very beginning. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, I it, it took me to Opus Four to even know the game existed. Okay. <laughs> That's all right, though. More than Mario. Uh, I got a lot of friends that joined in pretty later on. Yeah. And they love the game. So it's a fantastic game. Uh, so coming into Opus One, you probably have some history with Final Fantasy before the TCG. Oh yeah, I play almost every one of the games. Nice. Uh, What's your favorite? My favorite, uh, I'll have to probably say FF7. FF7? All yeah, right. Six is very close, uh, but seven's my like the one I really grew up on. Yep. Uh, six, I tried playing. I couldn't beat it when I was younger. I beat seven, so. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the for a lot of people. Um, seven was when I was a kid, because, uh, like you were saying, I, I just didn't understand six. Uh, played it when I was older, and I can appreciate the story, and six is now my favorite. Yeah, six, I got to Vargas, and I couldn't get the button combination for, like, Saban's uh, attack. Yeah, it yeah. It just wouldn't work for me, and... Uh, so that's where I used to always give up until I got older. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, seven's my actual favorite. Fantastic. So do you, you want to give any shout-outs, any, uh, any plugs? Uh, yeah, I'd like to give a shout-out to my team, Project Zodiac. All right. Um, they're just super supportive. Uh, I think they're honestly one of the best teams out there. I know we got a lot of teams these days. Um, so just shout-outs to all those guys. Um, and shout-outs to 
I'm on the Choker Bros. Okay, yeah. Podcast. Yeah, I've actually uh, heard you on there. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys want to check that out, just search Choker Bros Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. We, we got just a little podcast talking about the game. Fantastic. So, I, I want to squeeze in one more question. Now, knowing that you're on a team, how, how old is this team? What, what brought this team together? Uh, so, it's pretty much an all Midwest team. It's all the guys are from Kansas except for me. I'm from St. Louis. Yep. Uh, we've been friends for a little while. Uh, we tested a lot together at Nationals. Okay. Uh, just started forming the team just a few months ago uh, and got our jerseys and stuff like that ordered. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice rocking the jersey today. Uh, it smells pretty bad, so... Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I played a lot of cards yesterday, and I was like, ah, I don't want to be all stinky today, so I'm just going to leave that at home. I'll do it. Uh, but yeah. All right. Uh, appreciate you joining me. Once again, I'm Terrence, and I'm joined by... Dakota Snodgrass. And we are signing off. It's me again, Terrence Davis. Once again, Andy Archfiends and Gen Con, uh, recording during the SEAL tournament. Uh, and I am joined by... I'm Amanda Kirka uh, at Gen Con, pretending to be important. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're you're a new player. Um, you said well, how long have you been playing? Let's just uh, go with that. Gen Con is my one year anniversary for this game. Uh, it's pretty lit. <laughs> nice, nice. And what, what have you competed in? Since, since it sounds like you've been around for the most recent competitive season. Um, so, like, this year, I only the only Crystal Cup I did was the Lightning Crystal Cup up in Richmond because yep. it's really close. Always got to support the returners. Yep. Uh, I've done an LQ in Maryland, two LQs in North Carolina, and then we've done our two LQs up in Virginia. Other than that... Not really very much. Hey, but you got a good taste of competitive season. Oh, for sure. It's been real good. Uh, it's, it's always really nice traveling, you know. Always being able to meet everyone from all around. At least the East Coast is really nice. Yeah. Uh, plenty of good people over there. So. You guys got lots of LQs over there, too. Yeah, it's great, to be honest. Because, like, it's nice having all of our stores be relatively close to each other. We usually yeah. don't have to drive any more than, like, four hours. So, and, like, everyone will make the drive four hours either way. So, it's yeah. super nice to be able to meet literally everyone. who you're like, oh... I know, like, I, I know I'm going to see him at this LQ or this LQ nice. or, you know, our Crystal Cup, so. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's nice. So, being close to the returners, are you part of the team? You, get, you buy yourself a shirt? You um, get yourself a jersey? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I hang out with them a lot, and I train with them a lot. Nice. Um, I, obviously, a little bit south of them, but whenever we do, like, big things, we always go and support them. Yeah. We're over at Jersey's, and they're up at Battleground, so I, I hang out more with the 757 crew, but, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so seven five seven. So you know that you're more closer with that. Yeah, group? yeah. yeah. Okay, Only because right. they're they're literally at my local store. So nice. They were gonna jump into their uh, podcast because uh, I know they do too. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's there's potential, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, so since you played, start playing a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, what are your favorite decks that you like playing? Like, like without looking at competitive stuff, just from so a like, standpoint, what is your favorite deck to type to play? My favorite jank deck. Um, hey, just because it's not meta doesn't make it jank. It's jank. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite jank deck, and I'm going to call it a jank deck because it is a jank deck, is Vincent's original Golbez deck. It was super fun to play. <laughs> it was a blast. Uh, other than that, I used to play like. A bunch of three color cadets just because I thought it was funny. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's three color cadets. It's gonna crash and burn eventually. But it's well, fun I mean, now. It's fun. <laughs> cadets are getting their uh, getting their up and up, and, and no one's dying. I'm, I, I yeah, talk. there's a 
there's an alright cadet deck floating around. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think I'll ever play it like competitively. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It might squeeze in just because it might surprise people. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, but I think that's the best oh, it'll the, do. Yeah, for sure. Pretty much. What's your favorite card? My favorite card, by far, Death Penalty Vincent. Easy, no question. Yes. Thank is, you. Hold on, hold on. High five for yes. that one. I love Dude, that card. That is my 10 out of 10 favorite card. In, uh, it's great. The ability's great. Exactly. It's great. One of our locals, I Death Penalty Vincent, uh, our friend Tannis, like five or six times in one game to the point of like oh, no. I would swing before block use death penalty and he would very angrily turn my Vincent sideways and tap in and be like that's a tap ability <laughs> I guess after the sixth time he was pretty uh, not happy with that card <laughs> yeah, every, anytime they see an ability they're like yeah I should probably shut that down the best I did with consecutive uh, abilities was a uh, light cloud I just kept cleaving yeah you just like throw it down because I had a handful of clouds like, and I'm oh, like I, I literally have clouds, nothing else to do with these cards yeah. So I just I hit cleave, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, dang!" And then next turn, like next turn, cleave again. He's like, "What are next you doing?" Turn, cleave twice. <laughs> You're like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and then, well, I, it was funny. Like the, the the fifth time that I cleave, he's like, "Holy crap!" And I'm like, "I know this has never happened. <laughs> like this has never uh, happened before." And also, I feel awful. <laughs> exactly. At the same time, it's I'm so glad it's happening. Oh, it's absolutely! Like, definitely been six times in one game. Like. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's such a great, such a great ability. That's great. So what was your first deck you made? Uh, my first deck I made was Scions because I joined like right when that, or like right after that starter deck came out. Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, I, I want to play, but I also don't want to like get crushed every game. And I and they were like, well, the Scion deck is like ten cards away from being a pro deck, and I was really like, okay, is. I'll buy it. Yeah. And it, lo and behold, it's literally it was played yesterday. So <laughs> I've given that same advice. It's like, oh, what should I get? I'm like, well, you can get. One of the two starter decks, you can get uh, the Light or Good versus Evil one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again? Uh, Heroes yep. versus Villains. There That's what go. I was looking yeah. for. Okay, so like, you can get Heroes versus Villains. If you can't get that, because for some reason people have it stupidly priced, yep. get the Slowns game. Yeah. Heroes like, versus Villains, purely for all the legends, and they're also good decks. Yeah, but the Slowns deck is just good. And it, again, it's just going to stay away good. From a yeah. It's great. It's great. So, uh, do you have any plugs, any uh, shout-outs you want to do? Um, yeah, obviously, shout-out to my boys at the Returners. Love them. Always good to see them. Hanging out with them this weekend. Uh, you know, that's it. I got all my boys at Jerseys. Love them, too. Nice. Uh, hopefully, get some good games busted out next week, since uh, yeah. half of our scene is here. <laughs> I know, right? All right, so that has been this interview. <laughs> I am Terrence Davis, and I'm joined by Amanda Kirka, and we are signing off. And I'm Terrence with Indie Archfiends, and I have the pleasure to, again, have an interview with Adam Lane. Hey, how's it going? And so, uh, we are here at Gen Con. Uh, you just played your last round in the SEAL tournament. So give us your thoughts on, on, on SEAL. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this particular set of Sealed. I, I liked like the last couple because I felt like there was a good balance of uh, removal and answers to like the bomb and like big body cards. Yeah. And it kinda, the only thing I'm really not a big fan of is um, the, the good removal seems to be tied to like heroics. So they're not going to be seen all that commonly. So a lot of forwards stick around for a very long time. Yeah. So any kind of like big forwards that are like really hard to deal with through combat going to be a problem so 
uh, it's kind of tough. Uh, you also can go to the game plan. I, I, I lost today to a, a lot of people just kind of playing forwards and making you deal with them really fast or you yeah. die. Um, and that seems like a pretty valid strat to do, for sure. Uh, but overall, it's still fun. It's still Final Fantasy. Uh, there's a lot of fun cards. There's a lot of fun synergies you can get into. Uh, I just wish there was a little bit more removal. That's all. Yeah, for sure. It definitely seems uh, a lot more combat-heavy, like you guys it's have very, said in the very past. very combat-heavy. Yeah. Uh, which, I, I was curious myself, do you think it was it was by design where they're like, you know what, we want some more combat-heavy and maybe some less spells and see how that works out? Maybe. Maybe that's just what they wanted to go and see. Uh, the only thing that's a problem with that is like you just end up drafting the biggest bodies yeah. or the forwards that have like really strong effects on them. And if they have persistent effects and you can't kill them, that's hard. That's a problem. So you got cards like Golbez and Yazmat. Yeah. If you can't kill those cards, they're just going to start producing this infinite value. Golbez a little bit less so because he does have to tap himself. Even yeah. Even if he costs five. But like Yazmat, if you have a way to keep like feeding into him, it's going to get out of control. And he's a 10k. Oh, yeah. Not much, there's not much that's going to deal 10k. Insanely so. difficult to remove. Yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll deviate from Final Fantasy here for a second. Since you, we're here at Gen Con, what's one of the favorite things that you've gone to uh, that you've checked out uh, that's not Final Fantasy? So, funny enough, this is really all I've done this oh, weekend. Oh, okay, all right. I'm not a huge board game player. I don't play a lot of card games. I mostly play a lot of video games. Yeah. Uh, I went to go check out, there's like a Marvel card game. I checked that out for a second, but it didn't really seem for me. Yeah. I used to play Versus System. They have the new Versus System over here, um, but I'm not a fan of that either. So that's not like an old man, like a grumpy old man. Uh, but we are going to play some old, the old versus system tonight. I think me and Chris are going to draft a box. So that should be fun. I haven't played the game in a couple years. Um, but that's probably like my favorite card game ever made. So, so your trip out here was to play Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I came here for the two Worlds qualifiers and then you know, hang with all my friends that I haven't yeah, seen absolutely. in a little while. So, I mean, it was the same last year I came here. Gen Con's been good to me. I got fourth yesterday. Last year I got second. So, gotcha. so yesterday was the constructed, right? Yep. And what, what were you playing? I was playing Windwater. Um, it's a pretty cancerous deck, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard. It's a lot of not fun for both parties involved in the games. It's like we're being kicked out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Tell me where you want to start back at. Uh, it's all good. We're just, I forgot to pause, so we're, okay. we're still on. I'll have to edit that little blank spot out. Uh, yeah, it's not, I don't think the deck's very good for the game, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it does a lot of degenerate stuff. Uh, it plays a lot of free cards, and it recycles a lot of cards, and it typically will win through mill. Yeah. And it only has one mill card in the deck, but that's all they need. So. And that, that's the Riku. Now, uh, a good point was brought up in a, a previous interview I did. That was that Riku combo in particular has been around for a long time, but no one's really used it till now. What do you think sort of set that off to make that uh, a thing in Opus Nine? Because I mean, the, the combo, the potential to do it has been around, but no one's done it. Yeah, uh, I mean, before they were, I mean, those cards have been existing. They, their main win con just wasn't mill, but there were still a lot of times in the old Earth Wind and Wind Water deck decks. Once they realized the board was stalled, they just started milling you out. But now with cards like Yasma and Forum and 60p Pamphlet, there's just more ways for them to kill your stuff and mill you. That gets in their way. Um, and if Riku did not exist, uh, 
those carts wouldn't have that infinite value train, that dump, that CP dump yeah. that Riku gives, where it's just like every turn, you're just like, how can I play as many cards as possible and mill as many cards as possible? Yeah. And either I'm going to beat you because I, I'm playing too much free stuff and you can't kill it in time, or I'm going to kill all your stuff and mill you out. Yeah. And most of the time, the latter happens. So it, it's, it's kind of frustrating. It's not the best way to lose. If it was a dedicated mill deck, I think it would feel a lot better. Yeah. Because at like least, ice. yeah, because at least then they're dedicating their deck to milling you out. Yeah. But when it's just Riku, and they're the only card that's doing it to you, it doesn't it doesn't feel great. That's true. Um, and I think it also holds back a lot of other decks. Any kind of greedy or controlly deck is going to lose. Yeah. Because I'm just going to kill your big forwards or any of your combo pieces multiple times. Yeah. And then I'm going to mill you every turn. I mean, I, I yes, I, I would definitely feel for some of the decks that lack that backup bait. Because uh, there's only a handful of backup bait, right? So that's the other problem, right? Yeah. You look at things Fair. that counter Riku and counter the deck, they're all wind and water cards. That's, yeah, yeah. So, that, so you're, the, you're sitting in the same archetype. So, so the best way to counter the deck, unless you're Cody and you play Ice, right? Cody had a good deck. Yeah. Uh, but, but in my opinion, the best way to hard counter the deck is uh, play wind water. <laughs> and then at that point, like, why not just play the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the pickle. Uh, and then uh, I guess if that happens a lot, then you hit a lot of mirror matches. And I mean, that happened yesterday. If, if you, I think if you look at the top sixteen yesterday, eight or nine or wind water, pretty much the same deck. Yeah. Um, and I saw it a lot in Swiss, and I'm not exactly sure how much of the field it was, but yeah. it was a pretty good amount. Gotcha. So I, I guess we'll have to look forward to seeing what they'll do with that. Yeah, we'll see. I, I do hope something changes. Maybe maybe we're maybe we're jumping the gun. Maybe we should give it more time. Yeah. I don't think they're going to ban Forum. I know Forum's an absurd card, but I think she's fairly new, so I don't think they're, yeah. they're going to jump that on was, that. We're still kind of early in the open. There could be some some uh, deck that's out there. That I mean, Valifort's obviously the best card in the deck. Yeah. But I don't know if if, you, if that's the card you ban or not. And I also don't know what they want to do if they want to ban starter cards because you know, yeah, we got new yeah. players. we're sitting around new players right now. And if, and if they buy the final starter versus 10 starter and yep. you tell them, hey, those three cards aren't legal, how does that feel? That doesn't feel very good, right? Exactly, yeah. So, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's kind of tough. But then again, I, I guess when um, when it comes to Valfour, it's not so much in conversations as much as, uh, you know, the outcry for Riku. Or Personally, I'd be okay if they both got banned. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's their decision and it's not an easy decision to make. Absolutely, um, yeah. So they, they definitely have to probably put a lot of thought into it. I just really hope something changes before Nationals because I think if it doesn't, you're going to see that deck a lot more. Even though Cody managed to win, yeah, and I think he played his ass off, uh, and I think Mono Ice has a pretty decent matchup versus it, I think it's still very winnable for Windwater. Yeah. Um, and I think Scions was a good call this weekend. I saw a few people, and I think okay. that was a very good call as well. But uh, it's just I struggle to find a deck that even beats it more than 50% of the time. Oh, gotcha. So it's, it's tough. Well, I guess we'll have all that to look forward to to see what uh, the future brings. So, um, wrapping this up, you have any shout-outs you want to do? Any uh, message to people, plugs, whatever else? I mean, I guess shout-outs to my team, right? Shout-outs yep. to the podcast. Uh, I'll be back in, in the saddle soon. Probably next week. Uh, probably probably coming, coming off uh, your hiatus already? Yeah. I thought I thought it'd be longer. No, that was like a month. Oh. It's not that bad. Has it really already been that long? Yeah, John's been handling it for about a month. He's done a great job. Oh, I love I love their little uh, the 
Yeah, we'll probably keep that going. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty. I'm super proud of our team. I feel like we performed pretty well. Uh, I think we had two people in top 16 yesterday. Yeah. I was kind of close to top eight today, but ended up kind of uh, losing out. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's still fun. Get to see my friends, get to hang out. So. Oh yeah, I mean, this just almost everybody's showing up to this, right? Con's like, a great sort of hub for us all to meet each other and everybody to link up and. Oh, even if you don't make it to the top, it's still fun hanging out. Yep. All right. Well, hey, thank you once again for joining me. And uh, I am Chance with Danny Archbeans. And I'm Adam Lean. And we are signing off. Once again, I'm Chance with Indy Archbeans, and I am now joined by... Chris Neal. Yes. Uh, so, Chris Neal, this is a special episode, or not this special interview for me because uh, he's a good friend of mine uh, from California. And where in particular are you are you at, residing yet? Well, oh, that's right. You moved, right? I did move. I used to live in Oxnard, Ventura County area. Yep. Now I live in Oxnard. Oh, 805. Yeah. I moved to the 909. So now I'm living in uh, what, Montana now, okay, all right. which is uh, next to Ontario, Inland Empire. Gotcha. So I wanted to get you here in the interview today because you are part of World's Team. Yes. So, first of all, how did that feel when you, when you nailed that? Felt pretty good. You know, um, I got there last year. I got pretty lucky. Uh, I made it on the last, very last chance that was even possible. So, it was the what, Dark Crystal Cup. Yeah. So, I, I went into that tournament thinking, oh, I'm probably just going to, like, lose and go home, right? I ended up getting the world somehow. It's pretty insane. Uh, so, you know, this I felt pretty good. And this year... Uh, winning the Crystal Cup, you know, my first try, my first Crystal Cup I played. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good feeling, kind of like, let me know that I'm, you know, it wasn't a fluke last year type of thing. Yeah, exactly, you know? yeah. And, uh, 50 times in a row, so right. that shows. So, like, so, okay, I'm pretty good at this game, you know, I can battle. And um, give me some confidence and, you know, doing it that early in the in the year, I can kind of chill out the rest of the year type of thing. So that's kind of, it feels pretty good. I like it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I know when I uh, when we met, we, we were kind of still both new to the game. Yeah, I mean you've you've exploded as far as the competitive scene goes. So like, what what's your background? Like, what other games did you play, and did that help set the stage for you playing as good as you do now? Yeah. Um, so I've been playing Magic since 1997 or 98. One of those. I think so. 20 years now. Uh, I'm playing competitive Magic for I don't know. 10 years or so. So that kind of prepared me for this. Uh, I, I did uh, I did some good runs in the Magic tournaments, so, you know, I have competitive background in card games. Yeah. Uh, so I, when I moved to this, yeah, we met, what was it, like two years ago or so now? Yeah. And uh, we were both super new, and I was just learning, and, uh, you know, I was, I've was i always been a big Final Fantasy video game fan, right? So it was like a pretty natural transition for me. Art, magic and Final Fantasy kind of exactly, rolling yeah. in one type of thing. That's what pulled me in. I like I've never actually gotten to a TCG until now because uh, Final Fantasy is that alluring to me where I'm like I need to play the game. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I would say the magic really helped me a lot with playing this game. Uh, it's a pretty natural transition, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now now it makes sense of how you know you got into the competitive scene and boom worlds and then boom worlds again. Yeah. Um, so, what is sort of your preparation for getting prepared for worlds? 
Well, uh, to be fair, I haven't really prepared for Worlds yet. <laughs> uh, okay, so what was your plan to prepare for Worlds? I yeah. Guess I say. So, I definitely had a plan to try and get back to Worlds. Uh, so, before the Water Crystal Cup uh, in Portland, uh, I probably played at least a couple hundred games uh, with this deck that I ended up running. Yeah. A Fire Ice Final Fantasy VI deck. Um, now, I normally don't grind that much. Uh, I, I normally will play like some games with you every deck. And, you know, kind of just get a general feel. Uh, but honestly, what I did find is the more you play, the better you get. That's just how it is. Right? And so, you have like, you know, heavy hitters to play against. Yeah, you know, I play, you know, Okamoto, all the meta pushing guys. We play a lot. So, you know, Southern California has a really good scene. Pretty much everybody there is just really good. Oh, yeah. I, I had that taste before I left. And yeah. Lots of good competitors. Like at that point now, actually, I want to say around the Opus Five, Opus Six is when, for some reason, everyone just got way better. Yeah, I noticed. Like before Opus Five, Opus Six, everyone's like pretty good, and there's like maybe two or three really great players. Now, like everybody's like above average, very good player. So you know, if you if you play against them a lot, you just get better. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, it just kind of goes from there. So for the Crystal Cup. Uh, I played like you know hundreds of games, probably a couple hundred games at least, with that fire ice deck, and just jam trying to find the best list. I was just going crazy, yeah. you know. Um, I did play the other decks too, but I just gravitate towards that fire ice deck. So I really did. it was fun and it was winning a lot. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened. So so jumping back to saying you've been you know a long time Final Fantasy fan, what's your favorite Final Fantasy? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. I've been hearing six all day and I love it. It's my, it's my favorite, man. Yeah, I, and that's actually another. It kind of like it, it worked out perfectly for me because um, the Fire Ice deck was really fun, and this happened to be a Final Fantasy six deck. Yep. Like it's just it's just my favorite deck by far in the game. Uh, I've played a lot of other decks in like local tournaments and whatnot. Yeah, but I think the Fire Ice deck's the most fun, and I, I think that's cool that. Um, deck that just happens to be highly competitive and winning is your favorite deck. Yeah. Because uh, I know for a lot of people, they'll have a favorite deck, but then they have, they typically end up gravitating towards a meta for competitive. Yeah. Because, you know, something they might like uh, might not be as viable as right. something else. Right. That's, uh... So, for the recent meta, everyone's playing this Wind Water deck, right? Yeah. It's a good example. And, you know, it just has all these value cards. You grind out forever. You mail your opponent out, right? Well, I play that deck a little bit. It's just not fun for me yeah. at all. I can imagine. So, like, if it's not fun for me, I probably won't be with it, you know? Yeah. So it's, I think it's a combination for everybody, like, to get a deck you like and it can win, right? Yeah. That's, like, the that's like the that's where you want to be. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that makes sense completely. Um, so since that has came out, how has your decks been faring against stuff like that? Uh, so I played the what is it, the Gen Con constructed tournament, and I came, I top forward, and I was really crushing throughout the entire tournament. So <laughs> I still yeah. think the deck's really good. Absolutely, yeah. And that that just shows that the you know the old wind water isn't an end all be. There's ways around it. There's ways. I mean, the person who won, um, who I got an interview previously, Cody. Yeah. Uh, he won with Mono Ice. Mono Ice, yeah. So, uh, given, I, I think Ice 
and it's sort of a kind of a general consensus of you know all players. It's just ice is a nice sort of a thing to counter that wind water. Yeah, uh, ice cards are really good against just making sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, and then staying on top of it. I, I uh, that's the thing that happens in card games a lot is like you know a new set will come out and some new deck comes out and everyone's like oh this is totally overpowered needs to be banned right yeah I think we need to wait a month or two for the meta to shake out a little bit and if there's you know there was a lot of wind water that was played in this tournament yeah uh, it was most of the top cut and all that. Um, but I don't think you can say it's overpowered until there's some meta change, you know, meta shifting. See, it, it usually like the meta will shift a little bit. Like one deck will be good, the next next like couple weeks, another deck will be the best deck. That type of thing. Yep. If wind water is like consistently like the best deck for like the entire opus, then I could see them maybe looking at it. But I think right now it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. And there's ways to beat it. I think that's what's important to know. Uh, instead of looking at like, oh man, this is broken. Let's just figure out ways to beat it, and then go from there. Yeah, and that's actually another thing. Like, if there is, if there are cards that exist that can actually just destroy that strategy, then people can just start playing those cards and maybe do a little bit better. Now, I don't know. It's like kind of we're still in a wait and see right now. Yeah, like there's everyone's still pretty early. Yeah, it's early. Everyone's kind of teching out their decks to try and beat Wind Water, and uh, you know if it continues to do very well, then maybe we could look at it. But right now, it's fine. Absolutely. So, uh, do you want to give any shout-outs, uh, any plugs? Uh, uh, here's your little moment at the very end of this interview to just draw what you want. Any any advice for new players? Yeah. Like uh, well, new players. You know, I actually wish this game had a lot more new players. I love seeing new players in this game because I think it's really fun. Especially from Magic, uh, you know, because it's very similar. And I think it's actually better, personally. I think it's just a better game and a more fun game. Yeah. Uh, I still love Magic. I just don't play it as much since I play Final Fantasy now. And I get you no know, offense to those who play Magic. Uh, and this is just definitely a personal opinion. But uh, with my experience, I definitely enjoy the community for Final Fantasy TCG way more. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I feel sort of magic. There's, like, sort of abrasiveness to new players because it's so oversaturated with players and stuff like that. And yeah. I, has, I haven't been so well-received as I was into the Final Fantasy TCG community. Yeah. I mean, magic, there's so many players that most people just don't really care. Yeah. They just, you know. But Final Fantasy, most people are very welcoming, you know. I was even... Uh, they're doing some training, uh, what is it, new player learning stuff here at yep. Gen Con. And uh, they're, uh, I was talking to some of them, telling them all about the game while they were playing and all, and all that. So, nice. uh, yeah, you know, I, I think my advice to new players would just be, uh, you know, try it out. And uh, I think you'll like it. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Especially if you played the video games. If you played the video games, you should definitely play this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, as far as uh, shout-outs, I guess, we're at... Shout-outs, plugs. Uh, shout-outs to the wife, Nikki. She uh, travels with me to all these tournaments. She uh, plays as well, so that's a, that's a big shout-out. Shout-out to the Meta Potion team. Uh, all the training. Shout-out to everybody in SoCal, all the players. And uh, you know who you are. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, that's all I got right now. All right, fantastic. Well, once again, uh, we're closing out. I am Terrence Arch Fiends, and I'm joined by Chris Neal, World Qualifier, and we are signing off. Thank you.
Pants from Indy Arch Fiends, and I'm joined by... Metal Komodo from Metapushin. Just one. Again. <laughs> and it's funny because, okay, so I wanted to get an interview with you before because you qualified for Worlds. At RVA. At RVA. Yep. And here you are again winning, so you had to, that got handed down to Kyle Peters. Yep. Uh, congratulations to you both. Thank you, thank you. Um, but, like, look at this guy. This this guy's just taking all the wins, <laughs> all the Ws. Got to leave some for so the rest of us. <laughs> anyway, uh, how did it go? It was good. It was... Uh, so what's interesting is when I was building my sail deck, I was like, ah, I was I ran Chaos, Mobius, and Wool. Ooh, nice. and I wasn't sure if I should do it. And after I built the deck, I was talking to Adam, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I should do it. And I was like, I would have done it. And so it ended up being like the wrong choice because like the card just did nothing for me all day. Oh, no. But luckily, I was still doing seven zero. Like it didn't hurt me as much as I thought it would. Okay, yeah. But I couldn't cast it efficiently. Okay. So, but um, other than that, the sealed went great. Um, uh, the draft was scary because I, I think I've only I only drafted the set two times. So oh, okay. going into the draft, I was like, "Well, I know what works. Let's see what happens." And I was able to get like a good chunk of removal, which yeah. is very hard for this set very rare, or for, yeah, this, they're, for this they're limited format. And, and, uh, yeah. Or they're just like really hard to get. Like people snap pick them. So oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just pretty lucky on that. So <laughs> but, yeah, obviously it went well because I won. So <laughs> right. And so, so, what did you um, what did you put together? What did you like run in this? Uh, so in draft? this in this in the draft, I made Earth Lightning. Okay. Uh, with four water cards. Oh. Okay. I had three Gogo, the three CB Gogo, and then one uh, Gao. Okay. And I had uh, like one or two monsters. I think it was a Goblin and Tomberries. All right. Um, the Lightning Goblin, and then uh, the way I was casting the water cards is I had I think I believe it was two Lightning Moogles that tap for water. Yep. So that's oh, how I was right. casting them. All right, and, awesome. I, and I had Olivia, which so that with, between the Moogle, the Earth Moogle that tapped for lightning, and the and the lightning that tapped for water, I was able, and then I had also had the dark backup. Yep, it's not too hard for me to cast Livia. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's very true. And so, um, what did you get for prizing, man? Like, what, what uh, did I didn't look at all of it, yet, but uh, <laughs> I got a, a sweet trophy. Yep. I believe a Cloud Play Arts, uh, a full foil set, which includes the uh, full arts. Okay, yeah. Um, a handful of other trinkets. I didn't see all of it yet, though. Oh, but lots of swag, man. Yeah, okay. it's pretty cool stuff. You've been, you've been grinding away, and it shows. Yeah. Uh, so, when, when you first got your world's invite, like, mm-hmm. how surreal was that, man? How what? When, how surreal was that? That like, was how, insane. It was insane surreal. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it was, it was, it's crazy, because the one before that, I got second, and then the last yeah. one, I got then I got first, and so I was like... Cause I didn't think I'd get to the finals again after that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got, I got lucky again, got to the finals, and then I didn't really expect to do well this week. I was like, I can probably make top cut, maybe, but like winning, we'll see what happens. And then here we are. I just, yeah, the <laughs> limited format treated me well this weekend. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely see that. Like each game, I was just kind of like peering into, especially those last rounds. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was tense. Like, you can feel the tenseness yeah. of the game. That was insane. But I mean, hey, that was. Good stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what what are you going to do uh, from here, preparing for worlds? Like, what's the plan? Um, I'm. I just plan to play a lot. I don't want to get like. I feel if I don't play the game for a week, yeah. which has happened before. I don't play for a week. I feel like I get rusty and I get bad, I get worse. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I, I don't know. But um, I, mean, I wouldn't say worse, Mister. I just <laughs> so like, I, I feel like I have to play a lot. I, I have to play a lot. So. Yeah. Um, I'll be at Arizona, play there, and then at Nationals. So those are my next two events. 
It's gonna practice for them. I still have a few team members I want to try to help qualify for Worlds. So yeah, absolutely. And, and who are you helping uh, to qualify? Um, well, Kyle made the top eight, so we were, and we were on the opposite sides of the brackets. So we're like, sweet, all he has to do is get to the finals, <laughs> yep. and he get and as, long as, as I get to yeah. the finals, he gets his invite. But um, he ended up losing to Kyle Peters, who ended up who ended up getting the invite in the finals. Yep. But yeah, there's some handful. Like I'm o- almost almost everyone on the team. The middle bunch of team is queued for nationals, minus a few, um, and then most people are real have been really close to world's invites. I think Brian got top four at one. Kyle was one. Uh, match wave. We got second place yesterday. Yeah. So I was like, everyone's getting so close. So hopefully we can keep the grind up and get there. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, hey, keep doing you. Keep grinding. I always enjoy watching your games. Thank you. Thank you. And really, just the like top player games in general. Um, it, it helps me in a way try to figure out how to be a better player. And uh, maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll be up there too. <laughs> it just takes a lot of games, man. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, you got any closing remarks uh, coming out of this? Um, well, thanks for interviewing me. Absolutely. It's I look forward to the IndyR trains all the time. And, oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, shout out to everyone watching. Make sure you guys follow them. Yes. They're, they're awesome. Um, shout out to my team, my wife, you know, the usual. Oh, yeah, for sure. PCG Titans for supporting us. The, the usual peeps. Yeah. But, uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to interview me. Appreciate Absolutely, it. man. It's always it's always a treat. Now I know you're tired and your wife's yeah, tired. Like, so. Is it ten? It's like really late. <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, I'll go ahead and let you get out of here. Right, hey, thank you very much, man. Again, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this interview with me. Uh, of course. And uh, I look forward to seeing where you go from here, man. Thank you. And so I'm Terrence with any Arch Fiends. Probably the last interview of the day. <laughs> You've been so, grinding all day. Oh, I've been man. seeing you pulling people That's aside. That's how it works. You see I love it. I love it. I, yeah, this man. man has been grinding all day. I've, I've been like poking over, and he's pulling people aside for interviews all day long. Oh, yeah. This guy is going in, so make sure you support him. Please do. Thank you so much. And with that, I'm Chance Davis. Metacomoto from Metapotion. And we are signing off. I am Terrence with Indie Arch Fiends and the official last interview of the day <laughs> here at Gen Con. Uh, I am with... Uh, Lord Nguyen. I'm uh, from the Brig Zone. Yes. California and uh, Johnny's right here too. What's going on, JT? The Brig Zone. <laughs> yes. We finally got an interview with Brig Zone. So today you guys were in the commentator booth all today. Were you guys in the commentator booth yesterday yeah, today too? Today and yesterday yeah. as well. 14 uh, hours, right? Uh, I think Something today was 14 hours. hours. Yesterday was about 11. It was quite a while. Yeah, right. Wait, are we counting the setup at Teardown or no? No, just in the booth. Okay, just yeah. making sure. Gotcha. So it takes a little longer than that to, to actually finish yeah. the day, but yeah. just to let people know. Right, I'll give everybody a heads up. I am yeah. recording on a jank phone, so it will only <laughs> capture the voice of who I'm pointing this to. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we got four people here. Oh, uh, but we have if we're gonna if we're gonna all four. speak, we gotta all oh, take turns here. Five, because we all Andrew's also here. Everybody's oh, here. I'm here. Eric's here. Andrew's here. Two break zone guys are here. We're, we're, we're running deep here right now. Um, so, anyway, commentator booth. Crazy, right? You guys have been in there for a long time. Crazy? Yeah. Well, you get used to it. Yeah. I mean, uh, the thing about it, be flexible with what you can do. Uh, especially since we're on the road, you have to make sure that you're able to do things to the best of your ability with the equipment that you have and okay. have enough of an experience to be able to adjust to different circumstances absolutely uh, i mean we did upgrade our gears this year and we've been able to adjust to more lighting situations a uh, big problem with uh, some uh, uh, some uh, streaming is that you know you you put out the cars there 
and the lightning situation is not always under your control. If you if I do it for my house, for example, exactly. it's super easy. I have my soft lighting on the side. I turn off the lights in my house, whether it's day or night. I did that one time. I was, I think, doing a live stream for about seven hours straight. Uh, while we were doing, like, testing the draft format and everything. Okay. Yeah. And so when that happened, we actually went from day to nighttime, but you can't see it at all uh, on, the, on the stream because I was controlling the lighting the whole time. But you go over here, for example, at Gen Con, we cannot touch any of the lights here. So the fact that we have a new setup now oh, yeah. uh, is just amazing. Just, I saw your setup. It's yeah. actually, I mean, for especially how uncontrollable this uh, uh, environment is, you guys had a really legit setup. It's it's great. I mean, so, Johnny, so what's what's uh what's okay? Let's get your take on what's up, man. Yeah, hey. Oh, what's up? Well, my take on what? yeah, your take your take on uh just you know how it was from the commentator booth being in all these oh, hours. We love commentator, man. Yeah, it's cool. Like we get up there and it's not even like we're working. We're literally just talking. So, uh, Laurent and I have known each other for about twenty six years. Now. We grew up together. Yeah, right? Twenty seven uh, years old, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. We're not. We're not. But we've been doing this for quite some time, so it's really not a lot of work. Um, I think if if anyone's ever going to ask about, you know, hey, what what can you do? What's like important about doing this? For me, it's a technical thing. Right? Yeah. Uh, I work in streaming and video. I'm a day job. Okay. I'm also a photographer and a videographer, so I understand the principles of photography. You know, oh, definitely connecting. Yeah, so all of that, just, all of that just works. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times people think you, you could just put up a, a phone oh, and, no, 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 and, yeah. and you can record. I think a lot of times, I think, you know, for the most part, like, hey, if that's what gets you going, you know, cool, man, do it. You know, so long as you I mean, can Sometimes you, you have to use what you got. Exactly, but exactly. You know, it definitely takes a lot more yeah, work to get it going. Yeah. yeah. If you want to really, like, push the quality, you really have to start understanding what streaming is and the technical aspects of it. Because you got to be flexible. You come here and we were told, you know, it's like, hey, you got 10 megabytes up. Okay. So it's not a lot, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's rough. To that's work. rough, right? And we're trying to do, you know, 1080 stream. So quick math. Right? Uh, yeah. technical aspects of bit rate and all that, size of your resolution and yep. all that, and you're going to find out that you need somewhere around 11 megabytes up just to hit 1080p. Yep. So you got to do a little things like changing your bit rates and all that, the technical things behind it, yeah. to make sure things run smooth. So um, I, a lot of people go, hey, how do you get into streaming and stuff like that? I'm like, well, you can get into streaming really, really you know, cheap, right? Yep. 40, 50 bucks, you're good to go, but if you really want to push the, the level, you gotta understand how, yeah. how to get that. That's on the technical aspect. On the commentator booth, man, we just have fun, bro. Yeah. This is cool, man. We just talk on cars, man. We, awesome. we go in there, we, we talk cars, we get to hang out with our friends and all that. Uh, we get us, uh, our clients are Square Enix. They're like the coolest pe freaking people. Oh, yeah. We hang out with them, they take good care of us, you know, and yeah, it's fun, man. It's, it's good times, dude. I know it's long days, and we're tired. We're really, really tired, but yeah. at the same time, we're really proud of the stuff that we do. So it's really fun. Well, Dig it. We got you. <laughs> Thanks for the offer. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll get a second question out, and then I'll actually sure. let uh, each of my co-hosts shoot two questions, and then we'll wrap. So my second question for you guys, okay. uh, and we'll go answer and then answer, right? Um, my second question is, uh, I, I understand one of you play and one of you collects. I'm guessing you're the one who plays, you're the one who collects. What? Both play. You both play? Okay, no, I heard somewhere that, like, like <laughs> one of you guys collect. Okay, so... Now that I, I know you play, now, yeah, now yeah, I know yeah. you play uh, uh, sort of a, a B side to the question, right? Take B, boom, let's go. Um, okay. What is your favorite thing to play? I play uh, mid to late game plays. So, uh, Woodwater, actually, I know people are hating it. Oh! Uh, I'm not loving it because 
it is a deck that has the highest uh, win percentage, anything like that. I just think it's a very technical deck. I like it. It pushes my limits in terms of the skill that I need to be able to play it. Yeah. Uh, watching some of the games yesterday, even when they were facing like uphill battles or anything like that, they were always in the game. They always yeah. had the chance to do it. But it takes a very high level of skill to be able to pilot to that level. Even talking to some of the players, I mentioned to, to you a little bit earlier before the interview started, uh, some of the best players in the, uh, in, the, in the United States said, like, hey, you know what? I could have played it better. I've been yeah. practicing for weeks with the exact same deck list. I've been jamming games nonstop. Last couple of days, hours and hours and hours. It's like, I missed one mil, lost me the game. That's all it takes, just those little things. And... The way that I improve is, you know, you go against really tough opponents, you take things, you take the challenge, and you overcome it. And that's what I feel about Wind Water is that, uh, for me, it is a very challenging deck, Yeah. and I like it. Not to say that, not to take away uh, from anybody else playing any kind of other decks, it's just, to me, it's a deck that I'm not familiar with enough, and I feel that the technical aspect of that deck would make me a better player. Gotcha. What's your, your answer on oh, this Oh, man, that's easy, man. I like playing Tempo, bro. Yeah. Ice, ice tempo. I like dull freeze. I like uh, lightning tempo. The reason why I like tempo, I've been playing tempo ever since Opus One. Uh, the reason why I like tempo is it's math. It's just straight math, man. Your I get, a, I, get a I count. can tell. I yep. I get a count now how many steps and numbers you got, and that's it. I get. I know you're dead before you're dead. Like nice. four or five turns before. Like I know because this is what's going on. That's why cards like like snow people. I, I just like that. And like you know, with uh, Cody this weekend. Uh, Watching him play um, mono ice, yes, that's legit, man. Yes, that's straight tempo. It's like, oh, I'm gonna do the math and I'm gonna get you, and you have to play two or three fours, or I win. Yep, right. Or you gotta get rid of mine. So it's, I like that dynamic. You see him body yeah. every single body people, water. It doesn't even matter, Mill. I don't matter. care exactly. exactly. I got the tempo. I like that, and yeah. and it's aggressive at the same time. It's not like overreaching aggression. Yeah. So. And a lot of people don't know this about Lorana. We actually have to study as if we're world players. Yeah. Because we have to understand all the play lines or we, act, we can't co- possibly commentate and exactly. understand what the game's going on. So everyone's talking about this big bad and we, we were already on this deck before people were talking bad about it because yeah. it's, from, it's from Japan. So we're looking at it and we're like, oh yeah, man, this is, this, is pretty, this is pretty bad. And I remember talking to Laurent on the flight over here. I was like, you know what? I think Ice Tempo can beat this. If you're quick enough and you get on top of them, and you get a lot of tempo going on, I don't think they can handle that type of aggression. And lo and behold, Cody's just bodying people, just yes. crushing people. So um, it's pretty cool. Like I like I like playing uh, the, the whole tempo game. And, you know, and we have to study anyway. Yeah, that's true. All right, so I'm going to hand this off to co-host number one. All right. <laughs> All right. You ask your two questions. Let's get All this right. going. So, okay. All right. So I think my first question I'm going to ask would be from a newer player standpoint. If I'm get, if I'm just getting to this game, and the reason I'm asking from this standpoint because we try we're gearing our, our audience towards newer players. What would be the best starter deck to jump into? Oh man, Scions, bro, get that Scions starter deck, man. Okay, yeah, after Scions because we went we went legit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that's legit. Scions, man. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's get let's get your take on it. That's tough. There's a lot of good starter decks out there. I think the seven deck, the latest one, was actually really good as well. Okay. A good amount of aggression. Uh, even the old school seven deck was pretty cool. If you want to get a little more technical, there's a Wind Water ten deck. Yeah. That was really awesome. Great cards in there. Uh, a little more tempo in the uh, Ice Lightning. Depending on what play style the player wants to go into, right. 
you want to cater to the way your your the player wants to go because uh, and for example not an example but people some people really really love on a fire like absolutely they don't care how how much it gets crushed by things they love it and you know what it's not about uh, telling the players what they need to play to win it's like what do you want to play for fun right if you want to play a game you want to you want to be in there and you want to have the passion for it play the game that you want to play yes don't just play like oh everybody saying like with water's the best deck, so I gotta play it, otherwise I don't have a chance. Yeah. But if you don't like that play style, play something else. Try something else, and it's fine. It's about having fun and having a community and playing with other players. All right. And the second question would be your favorite city you've been to so far. Oh, with yeah. and and don't just because you're in Indianapolis or right now, that does not have to be your answer. Oh man, <laughs> this one's hard, man. You put me on the spot, brother. This one's hard. I'm gonna have to go Boston. Boston, Boston, Boston was legit, man. Pax East was sick. Okay, I had so much fun. We were able to go there, and I I don't know why I thought that just Boston was the good food, man. Pax was cool. We had a really good day, really good two days there. I think our product that day, uh, those that that event was just what was. Well, something we were really proud All right, of. Yeah, cool, we cool. kicked off the competitive season. And didn't play that way, so. All right. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting, though, because normally... Don't say LA, bro. <laughs> yeah, I said, well, don't say LA. No, I, didn't, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, LA's pretty good, though. <laughs> LA's pretty good, though. No, 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 because what happens is, if you go to these events, you'll notice there's the usual suspects. People keep coming out to these events. I will say there's a very core group of people, and I will see at least 75% of them at each event. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's fine. Like, you look at t- today, for example, or the last two days, 75 spots, all filled up. At least half of them are people I see at every single event. <laughs> all right? Okay. So, so to me, it's not, oh, which people are the best. I'm like, I see all of you guys all the time, <laughs> which is fine. I love the guys. So it's, it's the Probably ladies and the gentlemen. Eight, it's that's great. the guys you see all not the time. Not even that. Right? <laughs> you know, there's a whole group. Oh, I'm mean, talking about whole team, teams. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of favorite cities, I mean, I did have a great experience at Boston. Yeah. Lobster was great. Uh, Toronto, poutine was great. Kansas, barbecue was great. Okay. We're going to talk about Seattle, uh, Washington. Because uh, last year was not Portland. It was actually Seattle. Uh, there was this place that had, like, I guess it was a season for peaches. The peaches were freaking amazing. <laughs> and LA, they have, you know, they have... Right, cl- but you got to pick one, man. You got to pick one. What's your favorite, dude? I can't get Chicken waffles? Chicken waffles, Chicken waffles. My sin again. But one single city for Final Fantasy. Oh, that city. That's 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 real tough, man. Like, I mean, like we went, only ended up going to Boston once. Yeah. We yeah. ended up going to Seattle once. Uh, Toronto gets to be a little rough. <laughs> I love the food. Yeah. LA. It feels like home because, you know, we, yeah. we go there so often. But otherwise, I'll say Kansas. Kansas is pretty Kansas. 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 All right. Kansas. I go with Kansas. All right. So we're going to pass this off to co-host number three. What's up, guys? <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, some some of my, some of my questions are already been answered, actually. The, the, one of my questions was... That's food. Yeah. I, uh, I, can, well, I can help you out with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Best food. Yeah, the food. Actually, that's going to be the second one, but we can do that now. <laughs> the, honestly, Stop. the best food. Uh, 
Dude, that lobster roll was delicious. I'm telling you, man, Boston, Boston got that lobster roll. What was it, it was like bomb, 4 dude. or 4 15 or something yeah, was, like that? I like, don't know what it was, man. That it was, was bomb, dude. I, I could try, try to look it up again. It was the really good. Boston has some really good food. If not Boston, then KC, man. KC? KC had that barbecue. Oh, trust me. I, I, oh, oh that, bar, that, that barbecue, barbecue is awesome. Get you, man. Trying to think, uh, it was a uh, Jack Stack, and they good stuff. Jack Stack's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Q39 was it? Q39 was all right, it was all right, yeah. And, and what was the, the last one that, that's uh, really famous? I forgot, we had really yeah. good dirty rice, though. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we traveled mostly for the food. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't, yes, yeah. okay. My uh, and the funny thing is, my 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 set, my first or second question now. Was uh, how much actually studying do you guys actually do for your commentary? I, you know, I mean, you kind of already answered it, but I mean, a lot, a lot. We we grind. We oh, buy cards. Oh, I've been looking at. Oh yeah, Dude, looks, that's just, we buy cards like because I also own a store. Right? Oh, okay. I also own an online store. We buy cards just to crack, just so we can make decks and play and study them, all of them, okay, every so single line of play. Let me deepen in that question. Like, okay. It's a constant study for you guys, and it's a little easier when you, especially when you're running a store and doing this. But like, how many, like, sort of, let's say, like, man hours a day, a week, do you guys dump into doing this study? And like, you to, know, to actually understand how these top players play, that that's a lot of study. I'm gonna say it's like a part time job. That's like 20 plus hours a week. Right? You know how you just, just looking at the game. Yeah, yeah. Did you mention that? Uh, on your job, you like to listen to podcasts. Like, exactly. I, yeah. I end up doing a good amount of that in my spare time. Yeah. In That's order how to I kind of keep to... up what's going on, yep, yep. Uh-huh. what players are thinking, check on the Facebook group every once in a while, the weird, crazy memes and drama that happen. Uh-huh. Not because I was the drama, but because sometimes, I mean, for example, wind water being that big of an issue, I mean, I kept, I kept track of it. But when it became a really big deal on Facebook, I'm like, okay, let me look a little deeper into it if it's a valid issue. Yep. You know, and then after that, coming back and talking to some of the people I know, because like I mentioned, we see a lot of the same people over and over again. Yes. Have a little chat with them. It's like, what do you think about that? Is it really that bad? Is this like completely meta crushing? And I'm like, well, I don't think it is meta crushing, man. Honestly, it's a strong deck. Else, it's a strong deck. I really, I honestly agree that it's a really good, consistent deck. However, we have some of the best players in the world. You give them some time, they'll yeah. break it. They'll exactly. break anything. And nothing stays around the meta that long, right? And it's weird because we're we're looking at this deck and we're like, okay, we expect to see it a lot in this event. And the lines of play on that deck are insane, like what you can do and all the different stuff. So for us to even fathom on a small level, it would take a lot of work. But we we put in a lot of work, and a lot of times the viewers are like, well, these guys aren't saying everything. Well, we can't. Right, right, right. We can't right. talk about the cars in their deck when they're still playing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can't talk about all, we can't dissect their deck in round one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really hard for a lot of the viewers to understand, like, oh, how come they're not talking about this? Or, oh, they're just, they're just talking about the cars after they're played. Well, we kind of have to keep the spirit of competition alive. Right. I mean, you, you watch any sport. Even yeah. like that's how it that's, that's how, how it like, happens. That's right? how it happens. You and listen to any commentators exactly. play by play. It's not you're not going to dissect yeah, I mean, the whole you know lineup playbook. and playbook of it's what they're doing. You just talk so, about exactly. the play. So yeah. not even just that, yeah. but there's times when you know we start going on a tangent. We're like, oh, I think they should do that, and we do that a lot when we discuss things and commentate. It's like, oh, in this situation, if you were in his shoes, in that person's shoes, what would you do? And we talk about it, and if they take 
a different line of play. We can't just say like, well, let's expand on what my line of play would have been at this point if you yeah. played it differently. It's like, no, that doesn't matter because what's on the board right now is what's important. Where do we go from there? So yeah. if something happens differently from what we expect and we predict when we're talking, we have to go with it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, this is the new norm. This is where we're exactly. at right now. No, let's is. go with that. Yeah. It, so a lot of people think, um, you know, I know I know, we talked about it earlier that we're just like, like having fun and right. talking yeah. cars. But when we get technical onto their database, a lot of people, will, they think it's an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. See, no, it's incredibly difficult. How do, I, how do I put this? A lot, we, we make it look a little bit easier than it really is okay. because we put a lot of homework. Yeah. So I think a lot, of, a lot of viewers don't quite understand that because, what is it, what do they call it in football? Armchair quarterbacks? Yeah. It's a lot easier to throw a touchdown when you're not actually in the game. game right? yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of like that. So it's, it's kind of when they're not here looking at the, how intense it is. And you, you guys seen the setup. It's intimidating. Yeah. Oh, you sit there. It's like the lights are all on you. Everyone gathers around. Everyone's watching you. And, and, that I, and I, I think that's most intimidating, honestly. Yeah. I, I mean, with people are around the table. Oh, yeah. It's it's very, very intimidating. It's, it's super. Yeah. yeah it's but super usually cool. it's not like that. It only happens if you happen to be the last person left right. playing, uh, playing the turns or if you're the, the top cut. For the most part, people are too busy playing their own game because if you're in the middle of a round, they're not going to come around like, hey, I'm still playing, but let me walk over there and check out what's going on. Uh, Keep in mind that uh, when we're doing what we're doing, I mean, it's just like when we're with the players, but we have to think on the next level because it's like, okay, well, we have to see what both of them are doing, what we expect them to do, what they do, change based on that, know what's what's really good, what's bad, kind of try to keep up with everything. We don't get to look at the break zones as much. Yeah. So we have to try to memorize, oh, what did he play? How many car- copies of this does he have left? Yeah. All those things. And you have to do that for how many hours straight. And then in between, it's not like, okay, we'll just sit down and do nothing. There's still things going on in the background where the camera's off of, off of us. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. And so it does get draining. You know? it's, it's not as but easy it's awesome. as... It's really, really fun. It is it's yeah. something that if, if you, you got to find love in what you do, yeah. If you're passionate about doing it and you go out and do it, it's awesome. And I we encourage anybody to do it. You know, we're always happy to help with whatever yeah. questions you guys have. So you have been, yeah. you so have been. Yeah. You, you've been a great inspiration. We talk. We've talked to KC. A bad yeah. interview. A great interview. We could have had that if I would have recorded and been like <laughs> two oh, seconds yeah. smarter. Yeah. Okay. That would have been a really, really good great interview. So, also when we're well, camera commentating, we have to be relaxed and we have to be able to talk to each other, kind of yeah. chill out, chill, and uh, keep us keep ourselves energized. Because otherwise, if all you're doing is being very technical, being down, like that's a nitty gritty. When like throughout the game, it's not entertaining. We're still yeah. a form of entertainment. We yeah. have to be kind of like infotainment, yeah. <laughs> informational, but entertaining. Yeah. And that's kind of hard line to draw sometimes. You know? You're like, I want to talk about this and I want to get into it, but if I do, it's, we're going to go into a tangent and it's going to really kind of yeah. grind sure, down. So yeah. You have to kind of pick and choose when, yeah. when and where you go. It takes on. practice, yeah. I imagine. Huh? Yeah, it takes it is, practice and chemistry. Yeah. So sometimes... It's a good thing that we're friends for so long. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. where, uh, like, for example, somebody's going on a, like, describe your line of play or sort of deck or a play style, and then an important play happens. At that point, the other uh, commentators is expected to kind of step in like, oh, by the way, this just happened. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, news update. Yeah, Look at what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Let's go with it that. Takes a lot of back, it takes a lot of back and forth, a lot of practice to, to get into a good groove. But it's cool because when you get into a groove, you know, we feel like we're crushing it. It's like, oh, okay, that was a good yeah, match. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, okay, that's a cool one. And, you know, 
So it's pretty fun. All right, so uh, last kind of a curveball question because we kind of brushed up on it. Now, I've been hearing this all day off, you know, mic and stuff, but uh-huh. a lot of people have been crying for a band. What are your thoughts on it? Because you guys, like you said, you've been doing the studying. You've been seeing the plays. I personally, a little Arch Fiend take, I don't think it's necessary. You can work around it. I think it's beatable. And, you just like, that's how anything could do, should be. I've been talking about it all day, so I'll let you give your old two cents first. I don't think anything currently that's being played is bad worthy. Thank you. I don't. <laughs> I feel the same I way. I do not think it's bad worthy. Is it consistent? Is it annoying to play against? Sure. Yes. But it's beatable. It is beatable. We've seen it. It's been beatable. Yeah. It's it not super crazy. Um, sure, you might have to you know, elevate to the level of God status that Cody was playing at. But yeah. <laughs> it is it is beatable even though the the field had a lot of it. And so I don't think anything is actually really bad worthy. So I think the last band I don't even really think I understand why they banned Dadaluma. Because of, you know, the cars. The cars yeah, yeah. We, no, me and Eric saw the that card we're like, yeah. we get it. Yeah. But the gender yeah. play of uh Turbo Discard, I mean I agree with that. But yeah. um, people crying foul right now because they don't want to think around it, I yeah. don't. I don't think that's that's fair. And it's all. It's been. It's, it's it's so new. It yeah. is. Yeah. Give some players some time to like dissect it and beat it. It'll happen. That's part of the fun. That's part of the fun. Me. Figure it out. You know. I think. I think a lot of like. Players... I, was, I was playing against uh, Gabe, and I refused to let him go until I figured out how to beat his deck. Yeah. It's good, yeah. <laughs> well, he's still uh, there now. I already beat him. I beat him on my mono fire. Yeah. Same thing. It's like you just, just figure it out. Play. Yeah. Play around yeah. it. Play what make what makes it tick. And then, Break it. I'm sorry, get outside of the 200 cards that everybody else plays, yeah. that everybody plays. There are over a thousand plus cards. There's two, everybody, like the top 20 decks plays the same 200 cards tops. Yeah. Get outside the 200 cards. You'll find your answer. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be there. So I don't think anything, to answer your question, no, I don't think anything's bad. It's hilarious. Okay, so what I've been repeating is because people have been discussing bands and everything for the yeah. past couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been pretty bad. I understand the reason why the bands were made for uh, Turbo Discard yeah. because yeah. it did feel like you were playing, especially in terms of casual play, if you were playing against other players and somebody was newer, uh, they would be discouraged from playing because they didn't even get to play their cards. Exactly. They just went straight to the break zone. They didn't get to actually try to pay CP for it. You didn't get to play. Lost in about five, uh, five turns and it's just kind of disappointing. I'm like, why am I coming here to just kind of sit here and watch you pick apart my hand and I'm not even get getting to play any of my cards. Yeah. Right. So that was unfortunate. I understand why that happened. Uh Luma, a lot of people talk about design space, how yeah. for or four C P uh forward, like how can you make anything else that be that could fill that slot that's would overtake Dialuma. Dialuma was almost a must include in every Earth deck. Yeah. Yep. It was just too good at crushing so many different things. But now we're on a slippery slope. We bound Dialuma and now all this ping damage, incremental damage from from wind, is perfectly fine. There's nothing. There's very few things stopping it, right? Sure, you can play your mid woo, but people don't don't really find it to be such a good value play because against some matchups, it feels like you're just putting a three CP backup that does nothing else. Yeah. And um, some other people might not be playing wind, so you can't always play, you know, Ishtolas and Aerith and do all those kind of things. So I understand that yeah. you know you have to be very careful when you're banning things. And if you want to keep track of what people were calling bandsaw way back in the day, we're talking about Shantuno, a Golbez, mm-hmm. Alcid, yeah. uh, a Genesis. Uh, let's see. Even though Zidane, Opus Three Zidane was out for like forever. Yeah. Like, look back about a month or two ago. Zidane's got to go, you know, all of that. And 
in the end, we're, we're past all that, and here we are. And I'm like, so who's asking to ban Zidane now? Or Opus to Emperor? Yeah, like, nobody's yeah. talking about it. But if they ban all those cards one after the other, do you really think nothing else would be there that would be more oppressive or hypothetically take over the rest of the meta? Right. You know, but in the end, everybody ended up solving the equation and getting over it. Yeah. So I think that's, that's my take on bans. Uh, I understand if you're banning in order to allow the community to grow, allow casual players to enjoy themselves, and that's understandable. But on the competitive level, I don't even think that... I think that even if you were to unban Dalluma and Tumor Discard right now, it wouldn't just break the whole meta. No. People would still be able to play other cards around it, and it would be just fine. Absolutely. Yep. That's, I mean, we were kind of saying that... Uh, oh, yeah. Before, I mean, we, we had a whole conversation even before this this ban. We just had a, we we had a very similar dialogue basically, and even though we're talking about a different card, it's a lot of the same beats. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I want to thank you guys for yeah. letting us uh, interview you. Of course, uh, it's, it's we finally got the break zone in on one of these interviews because <laughs> we're like we, we got everybody. We just need to get the break zone. So uh, really glad you guys took the time. I know you guys are super tired. You guys have been working. Oh, weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what we do is for the community, and you yeah. guys are part of the community. Uh, anything we could do to help you guys, yeah. always happy to do it. Man. Awesome. Right. So, at this point, are there any shout-outs, uh, any plugs, uh, anything you want to tell the listeners? What, what do you guys got? Yeah. I'll start with you, man. Since you interviewed just about everybody, I'm sure you you got through the Chocobos, RVA, Meta Potion, all those people, uh, Crystal Tower, all of them. We haven't and, got there yet. We, okay, need, okay. We, need to to, we have to get the world to get there. So. <laughs> but all the content creators, I'm so thankful they're out there, growing uh, the community in every which way they can. I mean, uh, we're all doing our part as a community, you guys included, and I'm so thankful for that because otherwise, this game wouldn't be going on. It's all about the community and the players. Shout out, just a shout out to the community, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all kill it, man. Every day, you guys, you guys come out here and you guys watch our stuff. You guys create stuff. You guys try to grow the community, and it's awesome. And we we literally do this for all of you. We 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 kill ourselves for this. I think we, we can all uh, yeah. agree that's how we all feel as like content creators. Yeah. Uh, it's just you know we do that for the community. That's, that's yeah. why we're here too. That's that's what that's why we do what yeah. we do, man. These guys are some great gentlemen. That's all I gotta say. Alright, we, we love y'all. And you guys, you guys, let us know when these podcasts go up. Well, I'm already listening to that. Yeah, I, I post everywhere, man. Yep. And so, um, hey, y'all hear me? Listen to them. It's good stuff. All right. I appreciate it. So we're we're all gonna sign off. Here. We're so, signing off. Sounds great. All right. I'm Chance Davis, in the Arch Fiends. Eric Davis, in the Arch Fiends. Andrew Arch Fiends. Uh, Lawrence from the, the Break Zone. I'm JT from the Break Zone, guys. We're here at Gen Con, and we are signing off and going to sleep. I don't know. You guys might be partying and drinking. I'm good. All right. I'm glad you're here. And we're out. <laughs>